Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Go from dragging yourself to work each day to finding a job you love. The Career Spring program is for high-achieving and ambitious mid-level professionals like you who are looking for a job that uses your zone of genius, recognizes your value, and pays you what you're worth. If you're ready to learn more, schedule a complimentary consult using the link to my calendar in the show notes. Be sure to follow me on Exclusive Career Coaching on Facebook, Lisa Edwards on LinkedIn, and Lisa.Edwards on Instagram. Greetings. How's it going? So if this sounds a little bit different today, I am actually in the process of moving. And so my podcast closet, all of the nice buffering material that was in it for the most part has been packed ready for the move. So it sounds to me a little bit tinnier than normal, but if if it does to you, that's why. Very excited about my new home though, so it's all worth it. But moving, not not fun. Does anyone think that's just a barrel of laughs? You'll have to explain to me why that is fun to you because I don't get it. All right, today we're talking about the unique challenges that many of you are facing as a direct result of the pandemic. pandemic. So we've got folks who are still fully working from home. We've got folks who have been mandated to return fully to work. And then, of course, so many people are doing some sort of hybrid. Then you've got the folks who are looking for jobs and have decided because of the pandemic what kind of environment best suits them, is, is best fit for them. It's It's really interesting, the conversations that I'm having with clients and also what I'm reading in in the literature about what these challenges are around this hybrid workforce and this dispersed workforce. And specifically today, I want to talk about getting acknowledged for your efforts when you're working in from home. You're not in the office every day. You're not in geographic proximity to your supervisor and probably not your coworkers either. So we want to know how to set ourselves up for promotions and opportunities that would be available to us as a normal course of events. If we were in office, we want to make sure that we're availed of those as a remote worker. And as a reminder, I have a once a month webinar. It's called a masterclass. It's on the third Thursday of every month at four o'clock p.m. Eastern. And there is a link in the show notes that you can use to find out more about the next masterclass and also to sign up. So I have 10 recommendations for you for getting noticed and setting yourself up for promotions when you work from home. So number one is boosting internal communication. This goes beyond the, everybody's having a myriad of meetings. One of my family members sent me a screenshot recently of her, I don't know what platform they use, but a Zoom kind of thing. I guess her company's platform like keeps track of how many hours of meetings you have every day. And she had 6.4 hours of meetings in one day. And I just thought, oh God, take me now. That sounds horrible. So we're not talking about that. We're not talking about the in many cases you guys are having meetings and you don't even understand why you're having them and you don't understand why you need to be there but we're talking about here discussing your work challenges your work progress and forming those you who need to know of your progress 
making your contributions known in a professional manner. So this internal communication is you sort of tooting your own horn, not in a self-serving way, at least not an overtly self-serving way. It surely should serve you. But it's really to say, here's what you need to know about my piece of this project, or here's this win I want to share because, you know, a, a rising tide lifts all boats. So I've had this good thing happen to me, and, and I want to share it with the group. And this can also include in-personal or virtual gatherings with people. So even if you're working from home and you have a colleague who's in office, if there's a geographic proximity, could you go to lunch with that individual? Of course, you have to take into consideration, you know, what's what's going on with COVID and, and any other, <laughs> whatever the next thing is, what's going on health-wise that you might be concerned about, what's going on in terms of you know, your mandates in your community and those kinds of things. But to the degree that you feel safe, can you meet a few people after work for drinks? Can you schedule a virtual happy hour? So whatever you need to do, I think what we often think is because I'm working from home and my colleagues are all working from home or they're in the office, but we're dispersed, there's no way to really develop relationships with these people. And I want to argue that they're actually is and that you can take a lead role in that. So number two is volunteering. So just as you would volunteer if you were in the office, you might literally raise your hand in a meeting or stick your head in the boss's door. You want to do that same thing when a project or an initiative comes up that interests you. Because you're not in close proximity to your boss, you may not be the first person considered for the job. And if you wait to be asked, you may not be asked. It may go to one of those colleagues that is in close physical proximity to the boss. And also there are opportunities in most organizations to volunteer for things outside your department or your team. So find out how to get connected with those opportunities as a work from home employee. So, you know, whether that's a conversation with HR or maybe your boss is tuned in to what's going on, maybe there's some sort of an employee, I don't know, engagement team lead or something like that that is designated as the point person for these kinds of cross-functional opportunities. I spent, as you know, I spent 20 plus years in higher education. And so higher education <laughs> does not suffer from a lack of committees and you know, groups that are formed for some specific purpose. And so it was very easy to, you know, get connected into something that was of interest to you on a college campus. And in most larger companies, that's the case as well. And finally, you can and should volunteer to work with your coworkers on projects and tasks that they've got, right? So this is going to keep you top of mind. It's going to allow you to demonstrate your value to your teammates. So just because you're at home and they're in the office or you're both working from home, there are plenty of collaboration tools out there. I'm sure your, your company is using them to help you work together remotely. Number three, treat it like a real job in parentheses, because it is. Appearances have gotten very slack in the age of COVID, right? I saw this meme of this team at some company and they were all asked to come to work dressed as they had been dressed for Zoom meetings for the past several months. And it was quite an interesting picture. Here's what I know about working from home. I've done it for 11 years now, way before COVID. Initially, I wasn't using Zoom. I was strictly working through phone. And I will admit that I was pretty lax about how I 
let myself look on some days because I knew no one could see me. But the fact of the matter is I could see me and I could see if I looked in a full length mirror, I could see all of me. And there is just a difference that dressing up makes and it makes me feel better about me. Yes, when I'm talking to clients, especially prospective clients, I want to make a good first impression. I want to look professional. But more than that, I want to dress well for me and how that makes me feel. I tend to just feel more professional. I kind of speak differently. I think about my job differently. I treat myself and my job differently. So here's what I want to offer you. If you're working from home, you're saving that commute time. So take a little bit of that commute time to fix your hair, put some makeup on ladies, dress up. Now, my coach is a fan of the whole like heels and all of that. I don't wear heels. I have bad feet. So you will. And this is this is my honest admittance here. Oftentimes at the bottom of my nice outfit, because I do tend to dress head to toe, even though they can't see me from, you know, the the chest down, really, because (laughs) oftentimes I either have to run an errand during the day or I have to go out every day and walk my dogs. And I don't want people going, hmm, that's that's an interesting look. But I will oftentimes in the home be in my really comfy bedroom slippers on the feet. So I am not a fan of feeling like, oh, I have to put on the dress shoes. If that works for you, go for it. I'm not a heel girl, so I'm definitely not putting heels on. But the idea is just look good, feel good about yourself, and that will translate into how you do the job. Number four, be on time and be professional. If you have a Zoom call scheduled at four, be there. There's this kind of laxness that is happening because of the remote work and this people are dressed very casually and they're thinking very casually. But there's really nothing that calls your professionalism into question, like consistently being late for meetings. I can remember working with a woman who would regularly, she would she was our employer, like a recruiter in the sense that she would go out into our community. This was the first university I worked at and find employers that wanted to hire our graduates. And we had relationships with them. We wanted them on campus. We wanted to refer students to them, all of that. And she would often, many of the companies were downtown and it was a good, it was a good 30 minute drive to get downtown because as you know, downtown traffic, a lot of time it's one way on each road. There's lots of stop and go, you know, it's during the day when the businesses are open and she would typically be still in her office at the time she was supposed to be at the meeting downtown. And it, it made me crazy. So she was one of those people that we would literally make up a different time for a meeting to start for her because we knew we had to do that to get her there. This this is not professionalism. So you want to also, in addition to being on time, you want to make sure that the baby's not crying, the dogs aren't barking, you know, the phone isn't going to ring. Now, there's only so much you can do. Granted, the baby may start crying unexpectedly, but you can do things to minimize that. If your kids are old enough, you can tell them, hey, mommy's going to be on a Zoom call for the next hour. I need you to use your quiet indoor voice, whatever it is. So you can't eliminate all of the distractions, but let's minimize them so that that professionalism is first and foremost. So that's number four, be on time and be professional. Number five, let your boss know. If you see evidence that your boss is leaving you out of important conversations, meetings, maybe cutting you off, have a conversation with him. 
but you have to have a caveat. You have to be willing to listen to what the boss says in return. So perhaps he's noticed that you're not speaking up in as much in meetings as you used to. And maybe he questions why you chose to continue to work from home once people started returning. He thinks maybe it's a sign that you aren't as committed as others. And you're not going to know any of this until you have that conversation. And you have to be willing to hear what he says. Well, I didn't give you that plum assignment because of this. And it's a legitimate reason. It's going to be hard to hear, but it's exactly what you need to do. And also, if you find out that you're being left out of important meetings that don't involve your boss, you want to let your boss know about that as well. So he's not the one to blame that you're being left out, but he needs to know, hey, you know, I'm on Sally's team, but every time Sally schedules a meeting in the office, she doesn't even zoom me in. Like, I don't even know what's happening. Of course, I would recommend in that situation talking to Sally first, but you, your boss may need to be looped in. You don't want your performance to be dinged because you weren't doing the things you were supposed to do because you weren't told to do them. You weren't told to be there. So that's number five, let your boss know. Number six, seek quality over quantity. The way many people are approaching work from home is really a a recipe for burnout. 24-7 access, seven days a week, constant video meetings. That's not sustainable. We were all scrambling early in the pandemic trying to figure this work from home thing out. There are new tools out there. There are new strategies. There are best practices. There are lots of ways to do this. This is really a time for you to hone your time management skills as well as your boundary setting skills to create the work-life blend that you desire. You've heard me talk before. I don't like the term balance. Work-life blend feels better to me. Here's the payoff for you. And this is the reason I think a big part of the great resignation has happened. It's because people have found that work-life balance. They've made it work and they don't want to go back to, I have to sit in this chair from eight to five every day, regardless of how productive I'm being or what else may be going on in my life. So one of the payoffs of work from home is that flexibility. But, and this is a big but, it requires time management skills and boundary setting skills for you. What we want here is for your quantity of work, not necessarily to increase, not the hours that you put in, but the output will increase. So the quality of work will increase, increase. And, and actually, most of the time, the quantity increases as well because you are sort of forcing yourself to be economical and effective with the time that you are at work. This is a side note, and I think I'll do a full podcast on it sometime soon. It's this idea of, I feel like I'm telling clients a lot lately to put boxes around things. So box around their job search, a box around this business that they're building. And it's an effort to do a couple of things. Number one is this is time that's dedicated. I'm not going to use this time for anything else other than my job search or building my business, whatever this time is designated for. The flip side of that is when that time is up, I'm done for the day because With work from home and certainly starting your own business, it can feel like there's really no end. Like, how how do I decide I've done enough for today when there's so much more to do? And for me as an entrepreneur, it's been very helpful to put that box. Like, I have, here are the daily things that that need to get done. Here are my priorities. And when they're done, I'm done. And if it's at 3.30 in the afternoon, great, I've got a little time. If it's at 6 o'clock or 8 o'clock at night, that's okay, too. 
but once I walk out of the office, I walk out and I leave it. I rarely, you know, mull over something that happened in the office or something that I need to do because I feel like I put a period on that day's work and I'm, I'm done. So seeking quality over quantity is really about you focusing not on how many hours do I need to be in front of my computer or on a Zoom call, but what are the goals and the priorities that I have and how can I most effectively achieve those and get the most bang for my buck so my boss can clearly see and others can clearly see that I am contributing at least as much as I did when I was in the office. Number seven, meet with your boss. You have to have regular meetings with your boss. And it's even more important when you're working remotely because there is no opportunity for you to stick your head in the door or have an impromptu meeting around the the water cooler. I highly recommend listening to episode 171 of the Exclusive Career Coach podcast to talk about how to, it's a deep dive in how to have effective and productive meetings with your supervisor. I've put the link in the show notes. So beyond keeping your boss current with your projects and your progress, these meetings really allow you to tune into your boss's goals and priorities. You really need to know what's what's on his plate, what's on his front burner. And then you can help volunteer with those projects and those priorities in a way that best utilizes your talents and your passions. So that's number seven, have meetings with your boss and make sure that they are regular, they are not canceled, and they are productive. Number eight, be there in person when and if possible. For many of my clients that are working remotely or or who are in a hybrid, they're going into office on the regular basis. If it's geographically distant, you know, they have, there's an expectation. We want you in the office for three days a month or whatever the case may be. Others maybe aren't being requested to do that at all, but can you make that happen? There's certain things that just can't be handled or handled as well when you're working remotely. So can you go to the work sites? For some, I've got a client right now that I'm working with who is remote. The job was always meant to be remote, but her team is global. So she's got people in in South America, Central America. She's got people in, in Europe and, and lots of folks in the U.S. So can she travel to those locations to make those face-to-face contacts and have those one-on-one meetings in person? That's going to say a lot to those employees and also just be more effective. So a little bit of of in-person contact can go a long way if possible. Number nine, forward glowing recognition to your boss. So when you get kudos, you get an email, you get a a letter, an attaboy that is, you know, written down in some way. And if someone says it to you, hey, could you could you drop that for me in an email? I'd love to forward that to my boss. That really helps keep you top of mind and helps your boss to see what value you're adding and how you're contributing to the team. So here's an example of how you might use this information. So in this case, this is ABC company. They've said, oh my gosh, you're, you know, you're the best, blah, blah, blah. So Dave is your boss. You send an email, you say, Dave, I wanted to let you know how happy ABC company is with our products and service. Here's a note from the director of purchasing exclamation point. And then you've copied it or forwarded it, whatever you want to do. But really letting him know when you're getting kudos because he may not know otherwise. Number 10, network outside your department. I recommend setting up lunch dates, virtual lunch dates, coffee meetings, virtual coffee meetings with people throughout your organization who would be beneficial to get to know. 
And this could be for a number of reasons. They could be beneficial because their department interacts with your department. Could be because this person is identified as a high potential and you think that soon they're going to be in a much higher position of authority. Maybe you want to work in that department and you'd love to know the boss. And, and also I think it's important to remember that the people that you're working with today, many of them will move on in a few years and they will be in a wide range of other companies. And I have lots of, of examples and one of the clients I'm working with right now, she's at the company she's at because her boss loved her, thought she was great. And when he moved, he recruited her to come with him. So really focusing on building those relationships, staying present during these meetings, being in the room, listening deeply, finding ways to help and provide value, thinking about resources and tools and best practices that you can recommend to them. This is going to make you top of mind when it's time for recognition and promotion. So I want to give you those 10 one more time and think about, you know, 10's a lot, <laughs> 10's a big number, but which is one or two of these that I can take and I can bite off pretty quickly. This feels right to me based on my situation. I think I want to do these two. All right. So number one is boost internal communication. Make sure you're keeping people up to date on your progress and things you're working on. Number two is volunteer. How can you volunteer in your office? How can you volunteer out in the other departments of the organization? Number three, treat it like a real job because it is. Look at the part, be a professional. Number four, be on time and be a professional. Make sure that you are not late for meetings. Make sure that you have set your environment up such that dogs and children and such aren't, aren't interrupting. Number five, let your boss know. If there's evidence that you're being left out of important conversations, he's cutting your input off, let him know, but be prepared for his feedback. Number six, see quality over quantity. Focus on how can I do my job to the best of my abilities, not how can I fill up the most hours. Number seven, meet with your boss on a regular basis. That is so important when you're working remotely. Number eight, be in person if at all possible. Number nine, forward your glowing recommendations to your boss. Keep him in the loop with what great things you're doing. And then number 10, network outside your department. Get out and meet the people who work elsewhere in your department. I hope this helps as you think about how you can more effectively work from home. And for some of you, you may be back in the office, but you think maybe there's a, you have a really close friend who's still working from home or a family member, and you want to pass this on or have them listen to this episode to help them out. So I hope this helps and I will see you next week. Take care. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.